Hi, this is Stephen Stanton, Sleepy from Disney's The Seven D, and Lord Henry Mystic of Mystic Manor in Hong Kong Disneyland, and you're listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk. This week's episode of Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by our proud sponsors at Kingdom Strollers, providing premium stroller and crib rentals, delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando Resort hotel or vacation home free of charge. You choose the time of delivery and pickup, and we do the rest. It couldn't be easier. So book your Kingdom Stroller rental today by visiting KingdomStrollers.com or call 407-271-5301. And at MousePros.com. Let these Disney travel specialists help plan your next Disney vacation. MousePros.com offers free concierge service to help guide you every step of the way in planning your perfect Disney vacation. Let them sweat the details so you can focus on the fun. Visit mousepros.com for a free no-obligation quote. Ask for Tiki Bird Sean or any of our friendly agents. And now, on with the show. Vahini Mekyonimana, ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Hey, howdy, hey, and thank you for joining us here on Enchanted Tiki Talk. We're your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. And I'm Alan. So grab yourself a Dole Whip, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 142 for the week of July 10th, 2016. Hello and welcome back to Enchanted Tiki Talk. This week we're going back to a fan favorite and doing another Mousselania show. So thank you everyone who submitted some questions. But before we get into that, I'm going to send it over to Alan's for some new iTunes reviews. Alan's? Is there more than one of me? Anyway, thanks, Sean. <laughs> uh, he, he said Alan's. I didn't, there's another Alan in the show. Like, we need another one of me. Um, all right, so thanks for sending it over to me and my other Alan partner here. <laughs> uh, there are two new reviews that we want to read real fast. Uh, the first one comes from Lauren1567 who says, great podcast. I just discovered this podcast today, and I can't stop listening to it. Thanks for adding magic to my day. It's very nice, Lauren. We appreciate those kind words. Uh, we love that we are able to bring magic to your day and that you can't stop listening. And we mean that. Don't stop listening. Please, don't stop, <laughs> ever. Uh, next up is from iFouts, um, who says, now watch me Dole Whip, which I am... Up on the lingo of the youngsters today, I know what they're referring to. Uh, fairly new Very good, within the last two months, and I must say that out of all the Disney podcasts I currently lend myself out to on a weekly basis, this one has quickly become my favorite. As a Disney dad, these guys make the show so relatable. I recommend this podcast for anyone who loves all things Walt Disney World. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to get back to binge listening to the previous episodes. So thank you for that. We appreciate that. Uh, we are we're, we're happy that you are going back and binge listening. Um, we apologize for those earlier shows, but please don't uh, send we, us your psychiatric we, bill. <laughs> we have, we've gotten better, uh, we think, uh, since the beginning. So and we hope that you agree, and, and we're glad that you listen, and we're glad that you took the time to give us those uh, iTunes reviews. So thank you to both of you for that, and anyone else that. Uh, you know, loves the show or even remotely likes the show kind of a little bit. If you leave a review on iTunes, we will gladly read it on the air. So that is it for the new iTunes review. So I'll send it back to you, Sean. 
All right. Thank you for everyone who's sent their reviews, like Alan just said. And thank you, Alan, for throwing it back to me, because you never know what happens if you don't throw it back to me. The show just ends, I guess. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to do this. into anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> so like, like I said at the beginning of the show, we're going to do a miscellaneous show that's going to... I'm going to start off with uh, the listeners' questions first, and then I will go into my own questions if we have time. So, starting off with Twitter here. Um, Switching it up. Yes, I am. All right. Listeners first. Yes. The important people first today. As how it should be. Listeners first. On Twitter, two from one, the same listener, MouseWorldADV on Twitter. The first one, my sister is a single mom with a little girl age five. What's the best resort for them to stay at? I would probably think... All-Star movies, maybe. Uh-uh. I'll never say All-Star anything. Well, hear me out. It's the worst rest, it's the worst resort in all of Walt Disney World are the All-Star movies, as far as I'm concerned. But go well, ahead. Go ahead. But if you are a cost-conscious person with a small child, the value of resorts are cheaper. And the movies, it does have some good theming to it, too. That you can, you know, go and walk around and see the character statues and stuff like that. Now, obviously, if cost is not as big of a factor, then, you know, that you might want to, to look at art of animation, which is still considered a value, especially if it's a single room, which is, I think, the the mermaid rooms. Correct. It still has excellent theming. It costs a little bit more than, like, an all-star would. Those are my picks. Well, you know, you're right. The value, the value makes the most sense. Generally speaking, um, you know, Obviously, I don't know, but if you're if you're a single parent, money might be a little bit tight. You're going to want to stay at a value resort to try to save you some money. Plus, you're going to spend so much time in the parks anyway. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, but I would go Pop and All Stars are the same price point, correct? Uh, yeah. I mean, for the most part, yeah. I'm double checking now just to make sure. But if I'm correct in saying that Pop and the All Star movies are in that same price point, then I would say Pop. Um, Simply because I just I feel like that's a it is a better resort than the All Star resorts in general, uh, and the theming. I mean, sure, a five year old is not going to necessarily get the reference for all those uh, various decades, but it doesn't matter. A giant big wheel is still fun. It's still fun. A giant you know bowling pin, Rubik's cube, or whatever. It's still fun to a five year old. So I think she's going to still get a kick out of it. Um, if you can. Um, squeeze a little bit of money, extra money out, then like he said, I would try to go for the Little Mermaid rooms at Art of Animation. It's a newer resort. It's a nicer resort simply because it's newer. Um, and it's the Little Mermaid, and I, I don't know a little girl that doesn't love Little Mermaid. I mean, my wife loves Little Mermaid, and she's 30 <clears throat> some years old. I'll, I'll share. Since it's, Good job, Alan. <laughs> she's not here to defend herself. but uh, So, yeah, that, those would be my, my answers. Um, as a travel agent, I would my first two choices would be the Little Mermaid rooms at Art of Animation, and the second one would be the Royal Guest rooms at uh, Port Orleans. That's if you can splurge a little bit more, I would go with the if Royal Guest rooms. You can splurge a little bit, absolutely. Yeah, yeah the there's Royal no Guest doubt rooms about are great. it. Yeah. So the next one uh, from the same person on Twitter: What are your favorite souvenirs to buy? The Vinylmations. I buy those. They're fun. They're relatively cheap for a souvenir they're small so they pack well we try and buy like a new um ear hat with each trip we try and find different ones um so that's our two for the biggest ones that we buy Uh, we're always good to buy a pin um 
from whatever resort we're staying at, especially if it's a resort that we haven't stayed at before. Um, so we almost we almost always are going to buy a pin, uh, and then usually one or two pins just that we like the looks of. If we see one, oh, I like that pin, we'll get it. I usually look through the t-shirt section because Lord knows I need another Disney t-shirt. Um, <laughs> so uh, I do usually look through there and see if there's one that I like the looks of that I'll get. Those are those are about it. I used to I used to uh, like to buy uh, Disney watches, but for reasons I don't want to get into, I no longer collect watches, so I don't buy those anymore. So for me, I try to do T-shirts or mugs, and it's been actually a couple trips since I've actually purchased either one. So those are the two that I aim for. Next, I'm heading back over. I'm back over. Well, I'm heading over to Facebook here, and, and Catherine Purcell Grisham. I'm taking my seven year old nep- nephew to Disney World for the first time in November. What are the three must-dos with a seven-year-old in each park, and what tips do you have for making the whole trip as magical as possible? Well, I have no first-hand knowledge of this question, but I would think that the three the must-dos on would would be um, a character, the dining experience. It's a nice way to to meet the, the characters without like, standing and waiting like a long line for them. Uh, which I would imagine uh, with a child is not always uh, a fun experience. For two, I would say the at that age is probably um, into like Star Wars. I would say to spend some time like at the studios and watch the new um, the fireworks show and try and get them in the Jedi Training Academy, which would be cool. And for the third one, I could just spend uh, lots of time at the Magic Kingdom. It seems to be the park with the most for kids. They're uh, pretty good food options there. Lots of stuff to do so that you don't, that you can actually do like two days there. Um, so that is my, uh, that's my three tips. Well, I'll go, you know, Sean, or Keith went a little more kind of a broad overview in terms of three things. And, and you know, she had said, so I'll go a little more specific with you know three must do's in each park and i'll try to run through them real quick um you know at seven years old i guess part of it's going to depend on how tall he is i don't know how tall is a seven-year-old sean what can they ride generally speaking uh probably pretty much everything at seven years old okay it depends on the child as always but you know i at the magic kingdom i would say pirates of the caribbean will be a must do for a seven-year-old um nephew a seven-year-old boy um I would say something like maybe Splash Mountain would be a lot of fun, and probably like Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin, I think, would be three that that jump out at me that would be, you know, I love Haunted Mansion, but at seven, depending on the child, maybe that might freak them out a little bit, I don't know. So I'd I'd go with those three. Um, Over at Hollywood Studios, uh, Keith was, was on point with Star Wars, so Star Tours is a big one. If they aren't freaked out by the drop, definitely hit up Tower of Terror, and... There's nothing else there at this point, so I don't know what else I'd say. I mean, go ride Rock and Roll Coaster if they're not upset. Yeah, Muppets is a great one. That's a fun one. Uh, over at Epcot, wow. Uh, right. Obviously, Soren and Test Track right. are the two big ones. As far as the third one, yeah, I don't know. Illuminations, I mean, I think, I don't know. That might be boring to a seven-year-old, but that's... Spaceship Earth probably bores seven-year-olds, too. Some of all thrills, I heard, has reopened, so give that a shot. They may want to give that a try. Uh, over at Animal Kingdom, Kilimanjaro Safari for sure. I mean, that's just that's a great attraction, getting to see all those cool animals like that. Uh, you may also consider doing one of the uh, walking trails uh, to see the animals some more. Expedition Everest and Dinosaur are great as well. And then in terms of to, follow, to finish it up, you, you know, you said just 
some tips to make the whole trip as magical as possible. And my, my one big tip would be, um, well, my two tips, one, you know, relax and, you know, things, things aren't going to go necessarily the way you want them to go. It's hot and there's a lot of people and you're going to have to wait and all that stuff. So just relax and go with the flow. And then kind of piggybacking off of that is if you want to make it magical, then as much as possible, do what your nephew wants to do, do what makes him happy. I mean, if he wants to stand and look at, you know, the uh, mind train roller coaster go by, then just stand there and do that. I mean, it might be boring to you, but if he's getting a kick out of it, that's going to be magical to him. So whatever it is that he is enjoying and whatever it is that he wants to do within as much reason as possible, just try to go with his flow and, and it'll be magical just because he'll be doing what makes him happy. Yeah. So for me, starting with the Magic Kingdom, it would be Splash Mountain, Pirates, and uh, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. At Studios, it would be Star Tours, Toy Story Attraction, and Tower of ah, Terror. can't believe I missed that. Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> I was Ep- trying to do it in a hurry, and I forgot. Yeah, that. that's all right. Epcot would be uh, Soren, Test Track. And I was just actually I would do the the land living with the land as well just because you get the edu- educational aspect of the attraction. Uh, he could be bored with it because it, but it could also be very fascinating seeing how everything grows there. I thought and, about that one, but yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, I think my son enjoyed it when he, but he was five. I don't. I, who knows? I mean, it, it certainly he might like it. Depends on the kid, right? Going over to Animal Kingdom, yeah, Kilimanjaro Safaris. I'm also going to say dinosaur, and if it's also a warm day, at probably age seven, he probably likes a little bit of thrills and getting wet. And I would go with um, the Cali River Rapids, Cali River Rapids, Cali River. yeah, or or Everest, whichever one would work better. So um, don't do it. It's tough to be a bug. No. <laughs> then um, for overall tips, I'm going to say that if you're there in November, try to do the. Mickey's Christmas party. I'm sorry if you've never done that before. If he's never done that before, that yeah, could love that. Yeah, that'd be that's a lot of fun as well. Spend a lot of time in the parks at night because that's when the parks are magical. And forget about bedtimes. There is no there is no bedtimes in, in Disney for my family. So let him stay up as late as he wants. It's a lot of fun. Another fun thing is to allow them to have special treats at like say 10 o'clock at night, where my son and daughter had. The um, LeFou's brew at like 10 o'clock at night before the park closed, and they absolutely love that. And that's something that they talk about. It's all about you know making memories and making it it special, and and try to hit a a character breakfast. You know whether it's um, if you can do it, if you can get over at uh, the Contemporary, you can get over the Beach Club. Try to do a character breakfast somewhere, and that's it's always a fun thing to do. It's a fun thing to start off your day if you've never done that before. So next, good tips. Yep. Next, David Benter, the voice of Enchanted Tiki Talk. If you could have Disney make one change immediately to anything inside the Magic Kingdom, what would it be? Hmm. Shorter uh, lines. Shorter lines. I suppose, I suppose, yeah, that's the, <laughs> that's a nice one. Um, I would say a better sit-down dining. I know that the Skipper Canteen is there now, which I've heard is really good. But there's not really a good, like, family-friendly sit-down. I mean, a BR guest is okay at dinner time. I would would like to see a better, um, like, family-friendly sit-down restaurant. I was actually going to say better, better table service as well. Um, I think they're, I think they're working on that. You know, BR guest was was kind of the first step there, and Skipper Canteen is is going right along with that. Um, but I just, I think, a, a, just a 
an improvement on the on the food there would would probably be my the one I would really say. I mean, I I also thought about get rid of Stitch's Great Escape, but I don't know what I'd put in there, so I didn't want to answer that question that way. So I'll go I'll go with better food overall as well. Next one, Pat Gennetti. You can only go in one of the four parks at Walt Disney World for the rest of your life. Never to step foot in another one forever. Which, forever? <laughs> which park do you choose? Why? And you must eat at only one restaurant in that park forever. Which one and why? Wow. All right. Well, um, it doesn't say for- anything about picking a restaurant. You made that up. No, it says eat at only no, one restaurant in the park for forever. Oh, I did see that. Okay, uh, I missed that the first. Get time. your glasses. <laughs> All I right, um, eyes checked. Yes, <laughs> having nothing to do with that, but that is true. Park answer pretty easy for me. Um, the Magic Kingdom. It's just a total um, escape for me. I turn into a child. Every time it's like I walk in there, I couldn't imagine not seeing the the castle ever again. So that's my choice there. You could see it, just not from inside the park. Well, but you know what I mean. See it from the contemporary. Stop. I'm being so picky. Um, (laughs) As far as at the restaurant, that's a tougher choice because... As we just said, there's not a ton of good food options inside that park. But if I had to choose one, I guess I'd probably have to go. It's with Be Our Guest. It does have the uh, self-serve soda machines, which is always a plus. Your food there is pretty good. I haven't been to Skipper Canteen yet, so I can't really choose that one. So that's my answers for that one. Hmm. I, guess, I mean... Everyone knows, everyone that listens knows Epcot's my favorite park, and it is. But if I can only go in one park for the rest of my life, as much as I love Epcot, I'm, and as much as it hurts me, it hurts. <laughs> this hurts so, it cuts so deep. I guess I'd have to say Magic Kingdom, too. I mean, I love my Epcot, and but I love it for... I love it for different reasons. Uh, you know, I love it because I can just wander around, because I can relax, and... But if I'm only going to be able to go to one park, if I want to be able to ride rides and do all that stuff, there's just more to do at Magic Kingdom. Uh, it's not necessarily the best park, in my opinion, but in terms of for the rest of my life, it's probably the one I'd have to go to. Um, so I, I, like Keith said, you know, everything Keith said in terms of escaping and things like that, I, I think that'd be the one I'd have to choose. And as far as the restaurant is concerned, um, originally I thought Be Our Guest because it does have, you know, you can get a beer and, and you can... Uh, you know, they have different food at, at lunch and they have different food at dinner, and that's that's very nice. Um, I thought for there's a breakfast minute, there too. <laughs> they do have breakfast. You're right. So, I thought for a minute though, it um, that I might choose Cosmic Rays just because they've got like does Cosmic Rays still do like here's a chicken station and here's a burger station and here's yeah. like a so at least you got like a little bit of a variety there you know if i want a roasted chicken i think they do like a rotisserie chicken and like with mashed potatoes and green beans i mean that's like a legit meal it's not just you know burgers and fries but if i want burgers and fries it's there i think they have hot dogs there um i think you can get ribs there if i'm not mistaken um so for variety's sake since this is the only place i can eat at for the rest of my life i'll go with cosmic rays even though it's not necessarily the best choice in the park but for variety's sake i'm gonna go with cosmic rays 
I found this easier than I thought it was going to be. Easily, it's just the Magic Kingdom, you know, for like what you guys said was the the escapism, the amount of attractions that are there. It's the park that makes me feel uh, like a kid again. I have so many fond memories of the park. My kids have fond memories of the park there. So the Magic Kingdom, without a doubt, would be my 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 choice. Restaurant-wise, I'd actually go with the Crystal Palace just because... You know, you have the buffet, but there's quite a few different options on there. So you can start off with breakfast. You can get uh, omelets, just regular eggs. You get pancakes, French toast, poos pancake, uh, poos French toast there. So there's so many, so much variety. Then your lunch and your dinner have a few different options as well. So that would be my choice there. And I, I like eating in there. It's a great atmosphere. You got the characters in there too. So I get the best of both worlds in there. Yeah, I changed my answer to Crystal Palace. I didn't think of that one. That one's, that's spot on. Yeah. yeah. I changed my answer. Crystal right. Palace for the win. Thanks, Pat. Uh, also, too, which I didn't say, was that every night you can see wishes. Uh-oh. Oh, don't do that. Let's move on. Next question, please. Um, Brenda Thompson Rothstein, if you could do one splurge on a kidless anniversary trip, what would it be? Chef's Table, Victorian Alberts. Next question. Yep, <laughs> that was my answer too. I've done Victorian Alberts, but never the Chef's Table, and that's still my like it's still my goal. I got to get to the Chef's Table one day. I was thinking the same exact thing, but oh god, it's it's. it's I knew you guys were going to say that. Now listen, if you really have money and you really want to splurge, I'm going to say get a plaid for the day at the Magic Kingdom. If you really want to splurge, really good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? It's yeah, a, it's an anniversary. I don't know what it is. It's five year, ten year. It doesn't. If it's a big one, yeah, yeah get a plaque. That's a good splurge. That's yeah. that's splurging that more is a, than I'm yeah. splurging, but that yeah. is a good choice. Yeah, getting a plaid is not a bad choice. Nope. All right, on to Twitter again. Kevin at Terrible Pirate Seven. Would it be possible for you to enjoy a trip tech free? No smartphones, tablets, etc. You only get a Zach Morris cell phone. <laughs> Do I have to carry the Zach Morris phone, or can yeah. I just be completely like thrown free? That I don't know. That's a backpack it, all in itself for that. I mean, is it is it possible? Sure. I mean, of course it sure. is. I, you know, you, you have a little more difficulty making your uh, extra fast pass uh, selections, but uh, that whatever. You know, it's it could totally be done. And honestly, I a part of me says I'd probably enjoy my day a little bit more if I if I. Uh, didn't have my cell phone um i do i mean i i honestly do try to stay off of it as much as possible uh try to spend time with my wife and try to stay off of twitter and instagram and things like that um the only time i really get my on my phone is when we're waiting in line and that's because it's like well what do i want to do oh i'll get on my phone so i think it's definitely possible it'd be kind of fun to give it a try just nothing go into the park and be be free it's certainly possible I think that Disney has kind of has made it um, kind of hard they have. to do that, especially if you're only going to do like one 10 day trip, like every like five years, you have to be extremely planned out and regimented and have everything, you know, kind of set. And so that you are kind of tied to that app and stuff a lot more than a local who just you know goes and stops after work or a dvc who goes down there 
two or three times a year. So, I mean, of course it's possible, um, but it's very difficult. Um, now, as far as the, the texting and the social media and that stuff, a little more easier to do without as far as a whole just like a tech-free trip that's going to be very difficult yeah i don't know if, i don't know i would love to be able to do a tech-free trip I, I just don't think it's possible this day and age i think i would probably focus more on tech-free days i think as my kids get older i think that's something i'm probably gonna have to do is you know have one or two days on a trip where they can't bring phones or tablets or anything into the park you know once they get older and they have things like that I, I think that's more of the line where I'd end up going with it. But to do an entire trip, I think it'd be very, very hard. So next, uh, Jim Londonberger at Jimbo Slice 423 Why do you guys like the nicer resorts over the value? Other than Keith, I feel like you get better themes with value. Well, I'm just going to sit this one out, fellas. Have a nice <laughs> time. <laughs> well, I mean... I've admitted on the show in the past multiple times, I'm a hotel snob. It, it's true. I... I like a nicer hotel, you know, not just at Disney, but generally speaking, if we're traveling, I'm not one to get a room at the, you know, Motel 6 where they leave light on for you. Um, that's just not me. It's not my wife, and that's not what we like. We like a nicer hotel. Um, specifically to Disney, um, I think the, the moderates to a certain extent, and then definitely the, the DVC or deluxe resorts, um, the, the sheets are softer, the uh, towels are softer. The walls are thicker. I like the indoor corridor versus the outdoor corridor because right. I think they're quieter. Um, I like, and well, I would, I would, I won't say that. I, I, I would say that in terms of the better theme at the value versus the other ones, I, I think that's just a different theme. Um, the value resorts themes are fantastic. I love Pop Century and I love Art of Animation. I've stayed at both. And I love the big giant things that they put out, and that's fantastic. But I don't think that the the moderates or the deluxe resorts are themed any less. They're just themed differently. A Wilderness Lodge is themed beautifully to a lodge in the you know Pacific, like Northwest, is how I kind of look at it. You know, I mean the big tall trees and the big dark wood, and I mean it's themed beautifully. It just doesn't have a giant mickey mouse or a giant you know bowling pin or a giant dalmatian i mean that just because it doesn't have that doesn't mean it's not themed or you know the grand floridian is is beautifully themed to whatever century that it's trying to go for i'm drawing a blank off the top of my head um you know all of those resorts are themed a, a specific way and i think they do it really really well so personally i don't feel like the values have better themes than the moderates or the deluxe, and nor do I think that the moderates and deluxe have a better theme than the value. I think they're just different themes. They're, they're aiming for different feelings, um, but that's that's why I like them more. I, I, I am an admitted hotel snob, and I like I like those things. You know, as a DVC member, I'm kind of forced into the deluxe resorts, so that's really why I choose it over the value resorts. But you know, the thing with the, like the value resorts is that when you're talking about theming, is I've been to I, in my earlier years of going to Disney resorts without my family, I was spending time at Value Resorts. So for a very long time, the Values Resorts felt more like Disney to me, and they still kind of do. I kind of get more of that Disney feeling, you know, so that over the top, the over the over the topness of of 
of the environment that you're in and I enjoy that I know that I'm in Disney Disney's like it's like throwing it at your face like you're here you're here to have a great time and you get that feeling at your your value resort you don't get that feeling when you're at uh, the luxury resort it's more calm it's more laid back it's it's a little I don't know the, the, the hallways are a little bit more quieter there's just more to do do you have you have doo doo <laughs> you have um, rest, <laughs> restaurants and lounges at the the deluxe resorts you know you have hot tubs at the deluxe resorts there's boats at deluxe and many of the bo- boats or monorails at deluxe resorts so that's kind of why I've fallen more in love with the the nice resorts over the value so that's yeah. it for me just themed differently like right. you were like kind of like you were saying you know because uh, i agree i mean pop century was the very first place i stayed at disney so that will always have a special place for me and it does have a certain disney thing to it um but i i think the other one other resorts do as well and victorian by the way is the grand Floridian <laughs> theme that i couldn't come up with <laughs> all right one year at diz from twitter for non-first timers which behind the scenes tour do you get the most bang for your buck that's a hard one, um, because what one person's buck is not always <laughs> the other person's buck. I would think the keys to the Kingdom tour is really is good. If you want a more expensive tour, it's a more in-depth tour. If you want kind of more on the cheaper side, behind the the seeds tour is really good. It's short. It's not consuming an entire day. But I think it's basically just what you consider. A value um, is your like time that you spend on the tour worth more than attractions and rides and, and shows and stuff like that. So it's kind of depends on the person a lot too. Yeah, it's that's a tough one to answer. I mean, part of that's going to be based on you know prices. I mean, you know, some of those tours are ex- you know extremely expensive. Um, you know, Keys to the Kingdom I think is running. About what eighty dollars a person right now? Yeah, it's seventy nine um, per adult. It includes a meal as well, but That's... it does include lunch. Um, you know, but if you want to do like, hmm, trying to look, I'm looking over a checklist right now of various ones. Backstage Magic uh, is two hundred and forty four dollars a person um, with lunch included, but that gets you Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Epcot like behind the behind the scenes stuff and that's really really cool i'm sure i've never taken it but um but that's a set it's seven hours too but you did say for non-first timers so if you're a veteran to the park you maybe you're not as upset if you you know miss a day at a park uh in terms of you know getting to experience attractions and shows because you've been there done that so in that situation i'd probably go with keys to the kingdom i mean at 80 bucks a person that's a lot. I mean, that's, you know, that's a plus you have to buy a park ticket, I believe. So, you know, you're really spending more than that. But you get food out of it and you get to see some cool stuff. Um, I will always tell people to do behind the seeds. I loved behind the seeds and I'm not exactly like a gardening guy. It's not my thing, but behind the seeds was spectacular. Um, 15% discount if you're an AP holder or a DVC member, or if you have a Disney Visa card, which most of us are, most of us probably have at least one of those things. Um, 15% off, so it's $17, I guess, instead of 20. It takes about an hour to an hour and a half, so you're in, you're out, and you still get to enjoy your day. I loved behind the seeds, so I would, I would definitely take one of those two as as the best kind of best options. 
Yeah, I would go with the. I don't. I'm not really well versed on the the, the tours because not too many clients have asked me about it. But I would go with the Keys to the Kingdom tour, just because it's five hours and that's your entire day. It's the morning portion of your day. You get a meal out of it, and you know, really for the price. So you got to look at it like say seventy nine ninety nine, seventy nine ninety nine or seventy nine dollars. I think they go to Columbia Harbor House, so you're, you're gonna you're getting. Last a, time I heard, that's what they yeah. do. So you're getting that's about a good a, lunch. You're getting about a fifteen dollar value out of that, so it's going to bring your tour down to fifty five bucks. So basically, for fifty five bucks, you're getting a tour. So I think that's the the best 65. option. Sixty five. I'm sorry, sixty five. I think that's the best option. So next, then you do get discounts on those too. So. Right. Next, Tom Murray, who goes by at TTA underscore Tom. If each of you were only told you could only have one more meal at a Walt Disney World at Walt Disney World, which restaurant would you choose? Only one more meal. I guess that's your final meal. Victorian <laughs> Chef's Table, Victorian Alberts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that counts because that you know people always say, other than Victorian Alberts, what's your favorite Disney restaurant? So, if I can say Victorian Alberts, Victorian Alberts. If I can't say V and A, then um, I'm gonna take Gico. I think the the yeah. Chef's Tables is kind of the um, the go to obvious answer, uh, but um. This is my last meal, like because I'm, you know, last rites type meal. <laughs> At least the chef's table is like 15 courses, so I get to live it out. <laughs> yeah, you know? Right. No, I'm not ready for course number two. Hold that off for a minute. I gotta, like, you know, gotta walk around for a little bit. That's an awesome one, like for like uh, off a death row meal. Um, yeah, <laughs> because it <laughs> will stay your execution for yeah, it takes, uh, takes a little while, to like get five that. hours. Yeah, I would think Artist Point. The food there was spectacular. Um, so if the chef's table is off the table, I say Artist Point. Yeah, I'll leave um, chef's table out of there, and I will just go with um, just with California Grill probably, just so I get a view of the Magic Kingdom and I can remember having my final meal, looking at wishes, wishes, wishes. You know, that's my choice. <laughs> So <laughs> that pretty much concludes the, the listener portion of the show, which is pretty much the whole show. But yeah, that was a good bleep. Yeah, Excellent, that was, yeah. That was good. But I am going to end it. I, I, you know, I had a whole bunch of other questions to ask you guys. But I'm going to we'll save them for next time. Except gonna, for one that you apparently want to ask. No, I'm gonna do, we're going to do Disney, <laughs> Disney trivia, okay? Oh, no. Here we go. Okay. What is the oldest attraction at the Magic Are we, like, Kingdom? Are in or? No, just take a guess. What's the oldest, oldest in terms of been open or like oldest in age? Wow, that's, that's the trick. Because I would say the carousel. Um, I would think it's a small world. The carousel, built in 1917. Ah, boom. In Walt, boom. In Walt Disney World's Carousel of Progress, how many different theaters are there? Six. I'll say five. Six. Damn. How many branches are on the are on that the was me clapping, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, I thought you were hitting Keith. Yeah. How many branches are on the Swiss family treehouse in Walt Disney World? Oh, really? Twelve hundred and five. I don't even know. Uh hold on, let me Google. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Four hundred. Six hundred. Uh, that was close closer without that going was. over. <laughs> His what? price is right rules. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> do 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 do. Wow. What Muppet runs the projector in the MGM attraction Muppet Vision 3D? Swedish Chef. Swedish Chef. In the dining room scene of 
the Disney's Haunted Mansion, how many candles can be found on the birthday cake that the ghost is blowing out? Okay, 13. I don't know. Sure, 13. Why not? Okay. What is the fourth floor of the Contemporary Hotel in Walt Disney World called? Uh, conference room? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I know it. I know it, but I can't. I don't know. The mezzanine. I can't think of it. The Grand Canyon Concourse. Grand Canyon Concourse. Mm-hmm. That's right. Cred. How many large torches are there that encircle Epcot's World Showcase Lagoon? Eleven. Well, the, that's Allen's Park, so I'll say uh, eleven oh, as well. A good <laughs> I don't know. Nineteen. Nineteen. Last one. How tall? I was thinking is, one per country. Yeah. How tall is the Tree of Life in Animal Kingdom? Six uh, inches. <laughs> um. um Hold on, what's the uh, what's the airplane limit? It's uh, two hundred feet. Yeah, I would say it's a hundred and forty feet. That's higher than that. Uh, one hundred ninety-nine. Now, Keith, you're really, really close. Really close. <laughs> Somehow, I think there's a joke here coming. No. One hundred and forty-five no. feet. Alan wins. <laughs> There we go. You can't just say, you know, the $1 and win the game. Sure. You didn't answer it again. I gave him a second opportunity. Yep. That's it. That's all I have for trivia today. <laughs> do, do, do. Well, that was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Spin the wheel, Alan. <laughs> yep. $1. $1. All right. Well, that was fun. That's going to do it for this week. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers provides premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to your door. For more information, visit KingdomStrollers.com or call 407-271-5301. Also, go over to MyFantasyBands.com where you can order customized Magic Band covers for your next Walt Disney World vacation. And if you tell them Enchanted Tiki Talk Podcast sent you and use the code Enchanted Tiki Talk 20, you'll get 20% off your order. So please go to MyFantasyBands.com check out those magic band covers and use the code be sure to let us know what you thought of the show you can comment in the notes at enchantedtikitalk.com you can email us at podcast at enchantedtikitalk.com and you can leave us a message on the tiki talk hotline which is 2564mytiki that's 2564698454 please like us on facebook check out our store at redbubble.com and follow us on twitter and on instagram at tiki talk podcast lastly if you enjoy the show please take the time to rate us on itunes and you can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's one M I N Disney Dream, MouseWorldVacations.com, and MousePros.com. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dole Whip Daily. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Norman Bates. That's N O R M N B, the number eight, and the letter S. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. Aloha. See, the, the, the miscellaneous ones are good. They are. They're fun. That's yeah. probably my favorite thing yeah. we do, to be perfectly honest. Like, I, mean, I enjoy all of our recording, but that's fun. It's just different. and It's random. It's yeah, pretty. It's random. It's different yeah. stuff. We talk about random things, and I feel like we I feel like we have more of a, like a natural flow right. during that because we're not, like, prepared for it, really. It's just kind of whatever comes. Exactly. Right. 
Enchanted Tiki Talk has been brought to you by MousePros.com. Log on to MousePros.com to plan your perfect Disney vacation. And by Kingdom Strollers. Visit KingdomStrollers.com on your next visit to Orlando or call 407-271-5301 for premium stroller and crib rentals. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk.